0: Hi, I'm John McClure. You might know me from such educational videos as How to Do Your Laundry. No, I'm, uh, I'm Zach Gowen. Uh, you might know me from, I don't know, Shameless, Black Sales, The 100, uh,
1: you know, I was you're once enough. on Sesame Street back in the day, so I don't know if you watched that, uh, but you're listening to Neil Before Pod.
2: Neil Before Blog presents... Neil Before Pod
0: uh and welcome to a crisis meeting edition of Neil before pod. We have seen crisis on infinite earths or at least some of it all that's available and we are here to talk about it. So first up joining me
1: is Chris. Hello. Hello. I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. One minute I was rescuing a pet iguana and now I'm here. So hello.
0: Well you've been brought across the multiverse to talk about the destruction of the multiverse we're not expected to help don't worry
1: all right that's good we're, thank we're for that f-
0: yeah we're just here to kind of pass comments so that's okay
1: yeah yeah that, that's so all I'm we're good for paragon of tardiness
0: <laughs> yeah. and up next is andrew holy metafictional reference
2: craig what is happening
0: well as i said to chris there you've been brought across the multiverse to pass comment on stuff hope that's clear for you. If you want to know what a multiverse is, there's a Google machine in the corner.
1: Yeah. Have you got some sort of plan for this discussion of things, or are you just making it up as you go along?
0: Well, I'll get to that. Uh, I'm actually a bit rusty, because I gave up this whole podcasting lark, but a version of me from another universe, who looks nothing like me, incidentally, <laughs> um, came to me and, and advised me that I should get back in the game. So I did. <laughs> Apparently I'm needed. So... Yeah, but I don't see the resemblance. I don't believe he was me. For one thing, he wasn't wearing glasses. He may not look like you, but did he look like somebody else that you know, though? Eh, uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> <I>
2: wasn't Thor. <after. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of the wrong other version of other thing. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So let's go straight in. We would normally do our kneel Before Rise Against section here. So... First off, we'll start with our spoiler-free thoughts on Crisis on Infinite Earths, the first three parts of it anyway. So Chris, what were your thoughts on what you've seen, this mega crossover that's been building up for ever?
1: It's been building up for so long, I've been enjoying it, but I think some of it is a bit rushed and a bit quick and there's no time to breathe in it. But apart from that, I've been really enjoying it.
0: Andrew, what are your thoughts?
2: I've been really, in, really enjoying it as well. In, I think prior to it, I kind of got got to the point where I'd built it up so so much in, in my head that anything that actually appeared on screen then couldn't quite live up to what I was expecting. But in spite of that, I think so far it's going pretty, pretty well overall.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's been really good. I sort of hyped it up in my head so much, you know, the more information that was coming out about it, about who was appearing, what was going to be happening, etc, etc, etc. I was getting more and more excited. Uh, by the time it started to air, I was kind of at the same level of hype I was for Endgame or Infinity War, you know, on that kind of scale. Not for the rise of Skywalker because I couldn't give a toss at the moment, but (laughs) we'll see how that goes next next week. But yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I'm loving the cameos. I do agree. I think there's a lot crammed in there, and we'll definitely get to that because um, a, a big fixture of my reviews is how there's not a lot of time to really cover stuff and there's only so much time you can give to individual little moments. So some of them feel like, yeah, that's resolved now. Let's move on. Let's move on. But considering the the ambition of what they've taken on here. I think they're doing a really good job. So yeah, that's it for spoiler-free, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, about about the ba- all the basics I've got.
0: Yeah. So uh, we'll just let the spoiler wave wash over us, and hopefully it won't erase us from existence completely, and we'll be able to talk.
2: I'm still here. Are you two still here? I think so. Yes, though I... Might need to check the mirror to see if I still look the same. Ah, who knows. Chris, you I still haven't. here after the yep.
1: wave? I'm still here, because we don't have a fourth person to edit over the top of me who's written themselves into this portion of the podcast. <laughs> Thank, right God in in the <laughs> Thank God for that. the spoilers. Thank
0: God for that. So we'll start with the plot, I guess. It's a good place to start. Um, the multiverse is ending. It's being blown up systematically earth by earth or well i hate how they keep referring it to earth because it's entire universes but they only ever seem to focus on earth but there's like lots of planets in the universe quite a lot of them i did
1: i did wonder about that because it's um yeah we're going to get an alien armada who are going to rescue the people of earth and i was like well that's great but what about their planets where their armadas have just left (laughs)
0: It's like, no, no, as long as we evacuate Earth, that's all I'm
1: worried about. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's get everyone off Earth. The rest of them, they can, they can go, it's fine.
0: I mean, that makes sense in the sense that that's the only thing they could realistically accomplish in the time they have. Yeah. Plus, the antimatter wave by that point had pretty much
2: wiped out the rest of their universe, hadn't it? So. And I think like the whole point of that moment was more to emphasise Or the alien refugees on Earth, despite how terribly they've they've been treated by many of the humans, as they're they're still perfectly willing to to help them in in a time of crisis.
0: Yeah, and message perhaps about, you know, about tolerance, about letting people in, about accepting other cultures, accepting what they can bring to you. Because, you know, one day you might need a spaceship to take you off the planet and you don't have one.
2: Yeah, and also because hand-fisted messages about acceptance and tolerance is basically what Supergirl's all about.
0: Yeah, but we still love it. We do,
2: yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so the first part is all about that kind of Earth-38 evacuation and trying to hold it off. And I liked it. I think they built the stakes really well. I think um, the episode kept a great pace and they brought all the characters in that they needed to. They've kind of done the mini series aspect like they did on Earth-X. But I've noticed each episode just randomly brings in the cast from that particular show because... I'm guessing for contractual regions. It's like, no, no, we can't have your supporting cast kicking about here. We need ours now.
2: Yeah, that was one thing I picked up on. Because uh, was uh, with, with the Earth-X miniseries, when it was basically just all, all one big story, and whatever episodes of, of this specific show that was actually airing at, at that point well, didn't really, really matter. But with each of these ones, the first episode definitely felt like a Supergirl episode. And then yeah. and the next one was heavily focused on, on Batwoman and then the most recent one, the primary plot and that was was, was definitely all, all about the Flash. Yeah.
0: Although even in Earth-X, like, the Legends didn't turn up till the last episode, and which was the Legends episode and things like that, so there was a little bit of that, but in, th- in this one it is definitely more apparent that they're just drawing in the supporting cast of whatever show they happen to be on on that night. Which is fine. Um, I don't think it got in the way, particularly. You know, it made sense that all of Supergirl's supporting players were there in the first episode because that's where they were. It was also good to see Supergirl's planet get to play a part in one of the crossovers, rather than her just you know being drafted into whatever Earth One was dealing with.
2: Yeah, it has sometimes felt that Earth One is a bit like London in Doctor Who, like in the, like absolutely anything of any portions that happens always happens there, regardless of the vastness of the universe that exists outside it. Yeah.
0: Or, you know the United States in any Hollywood movie, not too, or China in any Hollywood movie now <laughs> Chris, what do you think of the way the kind of story flows and how it's handled, and all that stuff?
1: I think the same as you guys they find a little excuse to drop sort of the supporting cast in on that particular episode, which is fine, I guess it's not overwhelmed with that because you've got so many other characters in there, and they've made it sort of make sense plot wise they also then excuse why the cast of the previous show are not in this one (laughs) where they'll throw in a oh yeah they're checking they're counting the refugees on the other ships. all right okay that's where they've gone cool got it so yeah i think that elements went all right you can understand why they don't have everyone supporting cast all the time because you wouldn't be able to give everyone their time their moment on screen it's difficult enough with the amount of heroes that you've got on screen never mind the supporting characters to give them all their, their time to shine, their thing to do.
0: It'd be like that scene in The Defenders where they're all just sitting in a room. Just all the supporting guys just sitting in a room waiting for something to happen. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping you safe in here, honest.
1: Yeah, we've put, we've put you in this vault. This vault is protected <laughs> from crisis. So do you, yeah. you just sit there and wait, and we'll come back and get you when it's over.
0: Yep. But the vault's also in a universe, so therefore it's not protected. But shush. Even with Batwoman, there was... Less focus on her supporting cast because there was only one of them, um, and it wasn't even her version of that. You know, there was there was only like, mm. that older shirtless version of Luke <laughs> hanging about. Like, I for guess. some reason, he just doesn't button up his shirts, <laughs> he's just yeah. given up on buttoning up his
2: shirts. Yeah, it's, very, it's just like, I've got a six pack and I want to show it off. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, I never get to show this off in my show. Let, let me show it off. I heard I was going to be in a CW show, so I hit the gym. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't let that time be wasted. Let me use it on screen. <laughs> let me show everyone what I've accomplished. Yeah, they haven't done much with the Batwoman characters, but at the same time, they're probably the least established out of everyone else's. I mean, yeah, I mean Black, what would Mary Black, do? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, what, what would you do with them? And I mean, uh, Black Lightning's have been killed off screen. So, I mean, at least there you've got, you've got a little bit and she's still been getting her moments throughout as well.
0: Although I didn't know this until today, but Black Lightning's Earth does get destroyed in the most recent episode. Andrew, you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah,
2: yeah, I have. I, yeah, I, have a, I didn't mention it to, to you at the time because I didn't want to spoil it. Oh, I'm like a season and a half behind. So oh, right, okay. Like fair enough. Yeah. Plus now I know that it's, gonna, it's happened anyway because I'm watching Crisis. Yeah. Well, what was a bit confusing about that episode was that part of it uh, takes place on Earth 2, which at that point should have already been destroyed.
0: I suppose it depends when that episode is set relative to when that Arrow episode is set. I guess because mm-hmm. they're you know they're flying about through time and space anyway. You know, it's, no one really knows.
2: It just bugged me because there was no need for it to be Earth Two.
0: No, I suppose there never is. But yeah, yeah,
2: you know, you've literally
0: infinite Earths to choose from, and you just keep coming back to Earth mm, Two. Exactly. Or, But was it definitely that Earth 2, or was it just Black Lightning's perception of what Earth 2 is? Because from Bibb's point of view, it's Earth 1, isn't it? So. Yeah,
2: well, I just assumed the number of designations were as consistent.
0: Yeah, everyone seems to have agreed which Earth is which. It's like, we're Earth 1. <laughs> like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you Earth 1? It's because well, important.
1: We, yeah, we're writing the dialing codes ourselves. We've decided yeah. <laughs> that we're number 1. Uh, right, what, what 1 do you want to be? Oh, you want to be 85? Uh, cool. 85 is available. You want to be X? I thought we had agreed on numbers. <laughs> 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 it's like, well, but we're Nazis. It's like, good might <laughs> <point. laughs> Okay, yes, yes, cool. We're, we're, you can have your own special space. Yes, yes uh, we're, that's
2: we're, we're Nazi dystopia. We're special.
1: Yeah. Uh, we want to be Earth at symbol, please. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. What are you doing?
2: Yeah,
0: it's like, this is too confusing. This is why the anti-monitor is blowing up the multiverse. He just has no idea where anything is anymore. <laughs> so in terms of the crossover then obviously it's the most ambitious thing they've ever done it's mental it's just i mean it's just so huge it's one of those things i still can't count believe i've seen it already but do you think it's too ambitious or do you think it's kind of just ambitious enough
2: i think it's just the right amount of ambitious regarding how much screen time they have to actually tell the story there isn't too much so far that seems surplus to, to requirements and all the extra aspects that they have included does, does serve to widen the scope of it. Because, as we mentioned, so much of importance like always all happens on, on Earth One. It's good to have this acknowledgement that there are a multitude of, of other, other, other worlds that exist and on, on which equally important things are happening that we just never get to see. Yeah. I mean, technically,
0: Smallville should be Earth One
2: in terms yeah, of it, this TV universe. Yeah. yeah, seeing as it was first. Yeah. It, it, it said it's Earth 137. Which
0: yeah. I still can't figure out why, and it's really annoying
2: me. Yeah.
0: Or well, I suppose the 60s Batman would be Earth-1, wouldn't it?
2: Yes, or, or like like the, the 50s Superman.
0: Yeah, assuming he exists, which he may do. I agree with you with the level of ambition. I think it's the right level of ambition, because I haven't felt like any of the fan service moments have been gratuitous. I mean, they have been to some extent, but there's also kind of a valid reason for them. So what's a good way to give you the scope of the stakes involved? Let's show cameos from other Earths that you'll recognize from other media and destroy them. Just like that. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, uh, did you like the the Tim Burton Batman movie? Too bad that Earth's
2: gone. Done. Were were you one of the 17 people who watched the Birds of Prey series? Sorry, well, that whole world is no more. Yeah. After after you revisited it for all of 12 seconds.
0: 60s Batman? It's gone. Yeah, (laughs) it just doesn't exist anymore. Or does it? Will it come back? Who knows? But I really yes, like it. The- yes, it will. Yeah, well, it definitely will. I did really like that because it was within the first couple of minutes of the first episode starting, heard the Danny Elfman Batman theme playing, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you got a kind of remix of the sixties Batman theme. And I'm guessing the music in the Titans cameo
2: was Titans music. I don't know. I honestly wasn't really paying attention that much. It yeah. might have been. I, I I should I should have checked, but I couldn't be
0: bothered. I saw someone on Twitter say, they've improved Titans, they removed the blue filter. <laughs> 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 so that was, yeah, that was something. But yeah, I think that was a good way of doing it. And then Lex Luthor going on a Superman murder spree in the second episode is another good excuse for you to jump to different Earths and see different things. So, you know, you get to visit
2: the Smallville Earth for a couple of minutes. And have an Easter egg moment of the Death of Superman comic, but not actually have to go through the hassle of dealing with the story. Yeah. But
0: we know that this Clark's fought Doomsday because Lois says. When did that happen? I mean, at no point in Supergirl have they ever mentioned an indestructible creature rampaging through Metropolis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And you think it's the kind of thing that people would notice and remember. Yeah, and like never get over. But Never mind. Maybe he didn't fight Doomsday on Earth in this version. Who knows? No cameo from Krypton, though. That's a shame.
2: Although it's not over yet. Let's remember that.
1: Yeah, you think they would have fitted that one in, but...
2: The last thing I read about it was that there, there was a plan, to, though Kamikov's uh, schedule couldn't make it work.
0: Yeah, but didn't they say that about Titans, and then it happened?
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think they were doing some of those you know, rumours of these cameos leaked, and then they tried to dispel them as much as possible. It's like... Tom Ellis was seen on the set of Crisis.
2: Like, yeah, he was just visiting. He's not in it. I was just in Vancouver, like, for friend's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought I wasn't in it. Like, yeah. like no, no, past, No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. I know the guy that makes
0: pizza for them, so I thought I'd come along. Like, perfectly innocent. Absolutely fine. So, yeah, but the, the way they've brought in the cameos is, is quite nice, I think. Uh, and they don't overstay their welcome either. They're just one and done, which is really good. And I'm, I'm quite happy with it. With the scope of the ambition, because they're just trying to cram in as much cool stuff as possible. But it isn't massively getting in the way of the story.
2: So I think that if they tried to incorporate all these extra characters as part of the actual story, then it would just have become far too cluttered and would have ended up as a gigantic mess. Yeah. So keeping them all as cameo appearances, I think, was def- definitely the right way to do it.
1: Yeah. What do you think of the level of ambition, Chris? I think it's got really high ambition. I'm a bit like you, where it was, you know, the more the more you hear about it, the more you were thinking, oh my God, how are they going to pull this off? I don't think I can judge it on if it's been too ambitious until I see what they do at the end of it. Because at the moment, it seems like, okay, well, they're aiming for an end point here. I know that the comics, essentially, it was, okay, let's merge it and throw everyone on the one earth. It doesn't seem like this is what they're going to end up with in this. But I wait to see what actually happens. So... Yeah, I think it's very ambitious. I think they've managed to pull it off by putting just the little cameos and bits in. If people were expecting full-blown scenes in Smallville, they weren't going to get it. But the cameo levels that we've got, I think, are exactly what they needed. So, yeah, I think I think it's been ambitious enough. I think if they bit off more, it would need to be its own series, its own set series, rather than taking the, the amount of episodes that they are. Because it, it would just to try and cover it all. I think they're struggling to cover everything they have or they're adding bits to pad it slightly to fill in space. And that's where the ambition bit gets me on this.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of the comics, they had to do something because it was just getting unwieldy. The writers had no idea who was who and what was going on. But they don't really have any trouble with the different universities interacting or not interacting on television. You know, it's been... Long established that Supergirl's on Earth 38 and she can cross over as easily as crossing the street, pretty much. She just presses a button and it takes her exactly where she needs to be in that moment. Black Lightning, we always assumed he was on a different Earth because superheroes are mentioned in Black Lightning, but it seems that they exist almost as fictional characters. Certainly the more familiar ones, although there is a suggestion that Superman is a rumor in his universe. I don't know how that works, but maybe they'll cover it in some detail later on who knows so i think that's fine i think it's the necessity versus the i guess their uh, housekeeping has been up to snuff up to this point so there's no real reason to abandon their multiverse concept because it does mean that supergirl can do whatever the hell it wants without affecting the other shows which is why i was surprised that batwoman ended up on earth one as well i thought it was going to be on earth 38 so there was less potential impact but Apparently not.
2: And also an, an issue that, that was with the with the comics was having so many multiple versions of the same character who were kick, kicking about everywhere, which is one of the things that was making it the most complicated. Yeah, so in the end they just decided to just reduce everything down to, to a single version of every character just, just to, to streamline the, the entire thing. Whereas with the TV shows, for the most part, there's only one version of each character that, that, that we follow. And so the, there, there isn't that complication that needs, needs addressed.
0: Yeah, and if you see an alternate version, it tends to be a bit of a joke or a throwaway appearance, or they're a villain for a little while, and and that's about it. Yeah, so it's less of a problem, I think. So considering that Earth-1 blows up at the end of the most recent episode, it's pretty apparent there's going to be some kind of reset. Plus, they've as good as said, Oliver, you're going to fix this at some point. I'm guessing he'll shoot a big bang arrow, and it'll restart the universe. Because the preview for the next episode says that the Anti-Monitor is hanging out at the Dawn of Time, so I guess they stop up there. They fix everything, maybe
2: somehow. Uh, yeah, and that is uh, an aspect that was taken from the comics, and although it also it also had had the heroes ending up on Oa, which was like the the base operations, like for the Green Lantern Corps.
0: Yeah, that's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> well, but it might. Who knows? Oh, I'm just I'm just being very hopeful about it, okay? Because it would be, yeah. cause it'd be so freaking cool.
0: Well, we still need to get Diggle in his Green Lantern costume because he is John Stewart, after all.
2: Yes, and on at least one other Earth, he has a ring. Yep. It's a dead Earth, but,
0: you know, that's it what it is. Uh, it was the first Earth to die, I think. Earth 90 was the first to go, it seems, that we know of.
2: Yeah, he was certainly the first one that we saw. Yeah. 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 Though there may have been other Earths that the, the monitor tested and found wanting.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Paragon concept? The idea that there's X amount of heroes across the multiverse, but most of them are on Earth one that can play a part, a significant part. I don't know. The monitor seems to be making it up as he goes along, which we'll get to. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah. Now I want you to go find this guy. See you later. Bye. I'm going to you eat popcorn and watch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know I could have pulled all these people together a lot earlier and given them a heads up, but no, no, I've been waiting. Bye.
0: Well, I said that in my review. Like, he just seems to be pulling stuff out of his hat, you know, whenever he decides to send someone on a quest. It's like, surely at an earlier point, you would just make a list of everything that you need and then get people to do it. I mean, what was the point in Oliver accruing all this crap across this the season on Arrow? You know, the thing that they built in the most recent episode, they haven't used it. It was only used to kill some ghosts on Lianu at that time. What was it for? Was that it? Yeah. Um, who knows? But So what was the point? Because uh, there was a whole thing about, I'm sending you on this quest. Uh, it has a purpose. Does it? I mean,
2: it doesn't seem to. I think with regards to the Batwoman aspect of that. Because she, she's relatively new on, on the whole hero thing. She may have needed an extra push to actually believe herself as being important to how events can play out. And also highlight to her both like the direction that, that our crusade can go by, by when we see like the Earth 99 Bruce Wayne who's basically a crippled homicidal maniac. But at the same time also, also strengthening her resolve in just doing what needs to be done. Which we feel like we're slowly seeing in, in our own show as she's Gradually accepting that Alice is irredeemable. Yeah, and and I I think just the point of her mission was to get her to see how that aspect of her development uh, needs to be incorporated into the, the mission of stopping the crisis.
0: Yeah, he does seem to enjoy identifying character flaws in people, or helping people identify character flaws within themselves, so... Uh, Kate is sort of on her way to fixing that loss of hope that Alice can be redeemed which she only just decided like a week ago in her own show but I guess she's going to revisit that thought process but I kept thinking that her and Kara kept juggling around the words hope and courage so often that I was wondering which paragon was which <laughs> <laughs> you know, So Kate was like I lost hope but I found it again and Cara's and like well I was lacking in courage and now I'm not lacking in courage it's like
2: what? <laughs> I think that that's intentional Because with each of the Paragons It's supposed to be the embodiment of, of some positive force Then I think the idea is that They're eventually Going to, going to, going to, have, to, have, to have to Combine them Somehow, in, in a way that will, will Prove crucial to Defeating anti-monitor Into a massive Bebo-like Exactly, picture. yes <laughs> Their powers combined will form Bebo Yes <laughs>
0: God, that would be amazing (laughs) It's like Bebo useful in all instances
2: And the last episode of the Crisis is is a special Legends episode This
1: is true Bring on Bebo Bring on
2: Bebo (laughs) Bebo, (laughs) Bebo
0: The Legends have been promised that they won't get involved in a crossover again according to Sarah which is a shame.
2: And also faintly meta in referring to it as crossover.
0: Yeah. Well, even uh, Killer Frost did that with Ralph and says, it's his first crossover, which it technically isn't, because he was in
2: one episode of Worlds last year. Possibly his first like, active involvement. Yeah. Well, not too much it came to it. Yeah, I mean, Ralph never does that
0: much, does he? I mean, he just meanders about and talks to people. Which you can pretty much say about everybody, but... Yeah, the the Paragon concept is is fine, I guess. I think they've done better with it through some people than others. I think it's just there as an excuse to get certain people on board. So the Brandon Routh Superman's a Paragon of Truth. Fine. You've got the new Atom as a Paragon of... Humanity. Humanity, that was it. Yeah, the the traits are kind of weird. You know, they don't seem to flow into each other. Because Barry's the Paragon of Love. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I
2: because his there's a
0: title accent. of a
1: song if I've ever heard one
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, um, and Jean is the paragon of honour Just you know, I guess why not yeah, um,
2: <laughs> because he feels guilty uh, about condemning his brother to purgatorial hell and he
0: did the honourable thing by extending a, a bond of friendship to him I don't know. It's it's kind of like you're kind of reaching to to join the dots in some cases. I think.
1: Oh, it's it's very much a uh, we we need to write a reason why these people are here, and here it is. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I just love how it's like. Well, this is a good start. We've got most of them here already. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> let's let's take five guys. Let's uh, let's see if we can find the others soon. This collection's going quite well so far. It's just handy that uh, we, we know four of these people already. And, yeah, it t-
1: uh, t- turns out five of them are on Earth too. Oh, well, I guess we <laughs> uh, I <it's laughs>
0: kind of wonder if there's maybe a selection of them across the multiverse, you know? There's, oh, there's, 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 some there's some a couple of copies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Infinity Stones, but people. I suppose. Yeah, it'll come into something. Although we're missing one because, because stupid Lex
2: Luthor... Um, he has to make everything about him
0: yeah I mean that's consistent I'd be surprised if he was just willingly helping to be honest that would have annoyed me if it was just like yeah I'm along for the ride I live in the universe I don't want to like see it destroyed Uh, I was much happier when it was like I'm off to kill Superman like all of them see you later
1: it's very much a Lex Luthor thing to do however I do wonder what the hell with the oh yeah, we just kind of brought him back. Why? You'll find out why. <laughs> and then he disappears off with the book, and he's like, "See, he's doing exactly what I said." Ooh. It's like, what? Yeah, really? That was the plan? You, you just let him run riot with his little book? Great. Well done. Yeah, I love it. Kara calls him out in it. She's like, "What the hell,
0: man? Like, what, what are you doing?" Why, why have you drafted him? And he's like, well, he has a part to play. It's like, yeah, what part? He's like, I can't tell you that.
1: Yeah, but Could I, possibly if I told you t- that, I'd be, I'd be letting you in on the secret. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. Is the monitor's
0: brain like a, you know, I don't know, like a, a time release thing that just releases information as he's going?
1: Well, well between that and Oliver's death being a, a shock to him, he's visibly shocked at that bit going, well, that wasn't the way that was meant to happen.
0: Yeah, and then after that point, he's like, all right, yeah, what Lex is doing, that's supposed to happen. I know that's supposed yeah, to happen. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, the like- Lex bit's going totally to plan. It's like, yeah. he's off killing multiple supermen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan, because he'll, he'll lead you to the, the, the proper one. But we're not following him. We're just going around random ones, and occasionally he shows up. No, 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 yeah. he's going to lead you to the right one. <laughs> like, like, okay, cool, thanks.
2: Uh, and even though when we found the right one, he didn't turn up to until after that. Yeah
0: i mean I do quite like the um the idea of the monitor being this cosmic being that doesn't value individual lives because he's kind of so far beyond that like he understands that there's a cosmic balance that has to play out and he has a part to play in making sure that happens and you know the death of a few supermen isn't really enough for him to worry about i think that's that kind of amorality is fine but it's the hints that he does still have some humanity within him, like when he seems upset that Oliver's dead, and um, when he opens up to Lois about the losses he's experienced mm. and things like that. So, like it's it's one thing or the other, surely, or surely he goes through a character arc where he does learn to value life. You know, I mean, which is it? Is he, you know, does he care or doesn't he?
2: That is one of the problems I've been having with him. Just uh, seems seems to be so little consistency with he's characterised. From what I understand, uh, one of the remaining episodes of A Crisis will partially delve into his backstory. And presumably uh, show how how he how he became this this, this cosmic being after possibly possibly just be, uh, be, being some ordinary mortal entity yeah, but for the moment the way that he thinks and acts and behaves just seems so wildly inc- inconsistent to the extent that everybody initially thought he was a villain causing the crisis to begin with because everything he he was doing like was was so consistent with how a villain behaves. Just uh, by uh, travelling around everywhere and like wantonly slaughtering people seemingly without, without reason. Yeah, it, as a test, yeah. And shorn sure of any, any any context, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty reasonable assumption to make, I think. At the, same, at the same time, his unwillingness to actually explain anything to anyone is just frustrating.
0: Yeah, like I said, should have started with a list. Okay, so I need all this crap that you need to get, Oliver, for some reason. Um, Vibe, going to need you. Going to need some paragons. We should probably get on that pretty soon, before the crisis starts. Because, you know, you can't um, beat getting a head start on these things. Just get them all in one place. and Yeah, before you know it, you've got a ship full of everything that you need, and then you just deal with it. But then, I guess you wouldn't have an event at that point.
1: It'd be the one episode of, oh, there's the anti-monitor. Use the thing. He's dead. Roll credits. (laughs) (laughs) Right, paragons. Off you go. Oh, by the way, you're all paragons. I didn't tell you that at the beginning, but you're all paragons. Cool. Right. Off you pop. Uh, Yeah. I declare you paragons. Be be gone.
0: And in case any of you die, I've installed like a Lazarus jacuzzi in the lounge. So just everybody pick a buddy. And if your buddy dies, throw them in.
1: Yeah. Also, if your earth is important, there'll be a big thing that will erupt in the middle of a major city to protect you all. I know it will only happen on one earth and not the main important earth, which we are all supposed to be defending, but I've I've made this big thing under the ground. Just don't be worried if it pops out the ground and kills a tonne of people. Okay, cool. Bye.
0: Yeah, but shadow demons will turn up, and they're totally threatening for some reason.
1: Yeah, also, they will only attack it at its base. They will not go for the roof. Okay, cool. Bye.
0: Well, they were on the roof at one point.
2: Well, they they were, but only when it was drastically convenient.
0: And they can be taken out by arrows, so it's probably okay. It's just there's a lot of them, so it's fine. Oliver's out of arrows, now we've had a problem. I anyway, know you could throw stones at them, that might work.
1: Seems to be, yeah.
0: He could bring more arrows. Oliver, there's probably gonna be a lot of those. You might want an extra quiver handy.
1: Slingshot. Just, yeah. just FYI. Yeah. Spud well, gun. I mean it, it, it isn't really consistent about how much pressure is needed to take out a shadowy thing, so you know, spud yeah. gun.
0: Well, I mean a batarang's good enough, so you know
1: Batarang, yeah, batterang yeah. works. Yo yo, yo yo in the face. That would do yeah, it. that would
0: work, yeah. Yeah, that was my major criticism of the first episode, the Shadow Demons. It's like, what the hell are they? Where did they come from? Who sent them? Why send them?
1: Well, oh. I hope they don't use them again to disrupt <laughs> our plans. Uh, oh, hang on, they haven't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the the Nazi stormtroopers were worse than them. Surely
2: we haven't seen them again so far because the episode didn't didn't require a big a big battle sequence. Yeah, and since there is only one supremely all-powerful villain, then yes, we and we can't have have a hero facing them in, in the in the first fight because that would be impossible to play out in a narratively con- convenient fashion. Yes, so, so it's of to just uh, throw an army of dementors at the heroes, to, which individually can be easily dispatched, but will ultimately through through force of force of numbers prove natural threat. Yeah, makes sense.
0: What did you think of Oliver's death? I knew it would be undone pretty quickly, but I don't think that actually diminished the impact of it. I thought it was very well done, like his final words. It definitely felt tragic.
1: I don't think it diminished it within that episode at all. I think it was pretty powerful. It was him refusing to go at the last minute. The fact he managed to sort of take the monitor out for five minutes or so and managed to save, I can't remember how many billion that they said. Additional. Just one. 1 billion 1 billion edition you know only 1 it's only like, on, 1 Oliver. billion uh, you know, <laughs> I wanted but... to see that scene of him just punching
0: shadow demons it's like why <laughs> did I bring arrows this is fine this is working fine if only I had other ways to punch them it might be okay yeah
1: if if only all of us had guns with multiple bullets, that would have yeah. been even swifter. I think it was a way to go where he continues fighting on. He refuses to be taken out when all his backups gone. I think it was a good way for him to go. His final words were delivered well. My sort of hesitation with it is the fact that they've half brought him back. I wasn't expecting them to bring him back through the pit. I was more expecting them to go and get another Earth's Oliver as a we still need an Oliver.
0: Such as the one in the Steri-Safe
1: episode. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> where I was thinking. Oh well, they're yeah. just going to go pop to another Earth and go. Right, hey, we'll take you. Uh, guess what? You're you're up now. Come on. The one that I'll definitely
0: looks twenty years older. <laughs> <laughs> he has aged well. I don't know. Maybe we'll look at Stephen Amell in twenty years and it'll be like, all right, yeah, they were right. He hasn't aged. He still somehow looks like he's in his. I don't know, late 30s or early 40s, whatever, however old he is.
1: Well, they still keep managing to roll back time on Arrow when they do flashbacks and things. Yeah, but
0: they're, that, that they're... wig is it's
1: transformational, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> if only we all had one of those wigs. <laughs> yeah, that that was my one sort of thing with it, is the fact that they rolled it back in episode two. Well, they've not really rolled it back, but you know what I mean. Pretty pretty quickly they've, they've sort of moved on in a way.
0: I think my issue yeah. with the Lazarus Pit thing is that all these people have died fairly recently and no one even brings it up because they think it's a horrible idea, basically. But as soon as Oliver dies, it's like, yep, no objections here. Not even from Sarah, yeah. really. She starts off with, do you understand what you're doing? And Mia's like, yep. And then she's like, well, that's cool. Let's do yeah. go."
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, my, my sort of thing of it is, well, if this has been an option all the time, why does it take? And this is where the pacing of it comes in for me and adding in these bits of story that kind of lead to dead ends because essentially at the moment that's led to a sort of dead end where they've brought him back but they've only got the evil haunted version of his past there because his souls refuse to return kind of thing so you're sitting there going okay so why why have we spent all this time on this dog leg i'm hoping that it all comes back and it all gets tied in but oh, it, it seems like all. that. It seems like that was a wild wander off into the the mist for a bit. Of uh, yeah, and uh, they use our pit because everyone will say, "Why didn't they just use our?" And we'll do that then. Yeah. In the game off we pop, Let's send some characters on this this side quest.
0: Although Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. Right, he's he's become a spectre, or or the current spectre. The spectre. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe in the Arrowverse, they're like an organisation of spectres. You know, like the. The Reapers and and Supernatural, there's so much work to do that we need multiples of these guys. So they kind of, or he kind of shows up as and when needed, really. He's not like a stick around and do stuff
2: sort of person. So this yep. is a way that you can keep bringing Oliver back if you need to. That's certainly where I think it's going to go. Something will happen to Corrigan, which will quite unlikely to, to, to pass on the mantle of the Spectre to, to, to Oliver. And he will ascend to become to become this cosmic being, which would mean that Arrow, like TV series can still end. And Oliver like will effectively uh, still be written out of any standard continuity. But they, but they still have, have the potential to, to have them appear in the future, should, should they wish to. Because the Spectre is effectively like a being a vengeance, whose purpose is to right the wrongs when people are unjustly killed. It actually has a particularly magnificent uh, designation that um, of the, uh, being described as the avenging wrath of the murdered dead. Oh, wow. Which I just... Love, and I think with with the kind of the final decade or so of Oliver's life, kind of, the kind of person he ultimately ended up as, then I think the uh, perfect perfect person liked to had to have as the Spectre's host.
0: Yeah. So all crossovers will now start with Barry. There's been a murder. I need your help. And Oliver shows up and he hangs around and then he disappears at the end of it. And yeah, they all know he's out there, so they don't have to mourn him. That they they know that he's. Got some kind of higher purpose, I guess.
2: Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's say I'll rewatch the pilot of Arrow and try and imagine it heading that way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's kind of insane when you think about it—just how much it's kind of grown and changed, and all the craziness that's kind of been thrown on over there. But yeah, uh, Lazarus pits. I don't know. I always feel like they're kind of lazy, and they try and put the consequences. So it's like, no, no. You just need John Constantine to help you get the soul back, and you're fine. You don't need to really worry about it. Or in Thea's case, you eat a flower and you're okay. That was
1: all she did. Yeah, see, that seems like an easier option.
0: It does, yeah. I mean, it's a lot less hassle.
1: I did like the fact that, oh, oh, they're going to have to sort of fight him and pin him down and do whatever. No, John gives him a hug. There we go, sorted. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's back.
0: But again, if this was an episode of Arrow, that would be the whole episode.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, this is is kind of my point about some of these things, (laughs) is like, it almost needs to be an entire series to try and fit in consequences and the pressure, because everything seems way too convenient. That means that when they drag it out, once crisis is over, and it goes back to being, oh, what do we need to do? Oh, we need to get this guy. Well, there's no way we'll be able to do that within this episode. We're going to string this out for three episodes. We'll all be sitting there going, nah, we know you can do that quicker. We know you can do that in 10 minutes. It'll <laughs> be one cutscene.
0: <laughs> do you think the next logical progression of these crossovers is, right, we're going to do one like main series crossover episode every month, and then you can watch all the tie-in episodes <laughs> every week. And then, so what you'll have is, like, everybody comes back to the you know to the Wave Rider. It's like, where's Oliver? It's like, oh, he's not coming. And it's like, if you want to know why? Watch last week's Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> It'll even come up at the bottom of the screen. I've I seen an Arrow 6 episode, you know, season 9, episode 3 or whatever. I think that's know.
1: what you need, you know, like the comic <laughs> books where just a little thing comes up going, you may have missed that this character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. this character, has been brought back to, to life in episode 26.
2: Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, there, there were there were so many, so many comics that had all, all had all, all these footnotes, like expi- yeah. explaining like exa- exactly what issue of, of what title you need to read to see like the event that they're obliquely referring to. There's this ongoing debate online about how you should
0: read Crisis on Infinite Earths because it has so much tie-in and stuff like that, and it's like read up to panel three in issue six of this comic, and then like move across to whatever other comic and read up to panel 12 on page nine and then and then jump back. And it's like, that's how convoluted it is. And I don't know how anybody would follow it, but I don't know how anybody follows comic book events now because they're just, you know, it's just like that. I mean, I think this is a lot easier to follow. And I do think that they probably should have spent more time on Oliver Queen because he's, you know, leaving forever soon. Do we really need as much time seeing Barry and Jefferson making friends?
1: Probably not. See, the thing is, you do kind of need to see that not so much for the Barry side, but you need to see it for the Jefferson side of the fact that he has been zapped into another Earth, told that, oh, by the way, everyone in your earth is now dead. Welcome to our earth. Please help save it. Ta. So you kind of need it for him processing what he's been told. And again, it's another one of those pressures of an episode in time where a character's got to get over something so monumental in seconds flat because plot needs it.
0: All right, then let's skip one scene of Kara and Kate fighting over whether they should read a book or not.
1: Yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go, you found it. Remember <laughs> one of those,
0: we're fine. <laughs> we get the point. <laughs> Give us an extra scene of all of our fighting, Diggle and Mia and Constantine, and then we're fine. we got a bit of extra conflict there. I know, it's just, yeah, it's one of those things. They decided to hedge their priorities in a particular direction and it was what it was. I do think that they've done the pairings or or the teams quite well, at least in most cases. I mean, some of them have just clumped together because that's who's left, but keeping Kara and Kate together the whole time has been excellent. You know, I love their scenes together. The way the friendship is blossoming is, is really good. And I like that Kara keeps flirting with her without realising it. <laughs> yes. Really, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way they yeah the way they interact with each other. They challenge each other, which I really like. You know, they disagree on stuff, and obviously Kate won't back down, even though she knows that Kara could you know, punch a hole through her if she really wanted to. That bit where they were almost about to come to blows was really good, and then her kind of thumbing that piece of kryptonite, deciding whether to use it or not. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it. I think it's different to the. Well, I mean, there's been multiple versions of it, but the what people understand to be the Batman-Superman friendship. It's different enough.
2: It's, a, it's often the case that female characters are given license to to be more emotional than, than their, their male counterparts. Not, not to imply like some sort of cliche declaration that women are more emotional people or any nonsense like that. I mean, um, you
0: are watching the Arrowverse. <laughs> you know, what, what? remember when Joe said to Barry, it's like having a daughter. <laughs> 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 I mean, they spend entire episodes talking about their feelings. They spent an entire episode of Crisis on Earth X talking about their feelings. And this was everybody.
2: <laughs> I think Kate and Kara, I think that dynamic, they can disagree on fundamental aspects um, of what to do in, in a given situation. Um, but at the end of it, st- still remain able to actually talk to each other and for the most part be reasonable. It's just a really good dynamic that being developed between them.
0: Yeah, and I think that Kara doesn't realise that Kate's a lesbian as well. Like she seems to have no idea, because when they meet alternate
2: Luke, she's like, well, at least he's cute, and, and she's like, no, no. Mm. Well, I think she might have, or she should have picked up on it like uh, during Worlds, when Kate said something about Drogo, more of her tattoos. Yeah, maybe. Um, the way that they interact, it certainly has the feeling of, of a relationship that could actually develop into a pr- romantic one, if Kara was in any way into girls, which yeah, that's so far there's a- been no evidence of.
0: But that's a common thing they do in Supergirl. It's like, you know, everybody wants Lena and Kara to get together, everybody wants Monel and Wynne to get together, you know, it's like these same sex pairings that they're platonic enough.
2: I guess the fans want it to go a different way, but let's not get into that. Or they could just do what they did in T V shows like Torchwood or Sensate and just have like everyone's pansexual and everyone can get get, get together <laughs> with everybody. <laughs> <Hurrah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I liked Lois and Iris, what little you saw of them working together. I mean, I'm not usually a huge fan of Iris, although she has grown on me a bit. Uh, but I think they worked well together.
2: Well, but they can certainly understand the, the situation the other one is in, being the holy human spouse of a superhero, Yeah, and being the one who has to support them as they constantly march off in, in, into life-threatening situations.
0: Um, yeah, and the other teams are... Well, they're just situational. It's just whoever's left. We'll, we'll just stick these together. I liked Mia and Sarah. I like how they kind of challenged each other and they got in each other's face a little bit. That was quite good.
2: Yeah, though I don't think there should have been some kind of from Sarah telling Mia exactly what to expect in using a Lazarus pit. Because if anyone could explain what the horror of being resurrected but that was still, it would be her yeah, yeah that's, and, i think there should have been more
0: of that for sure
1: again it's the time constraint thing isn't it it's like the conversation and the debate that should take an entire episode needs to be done in a scene yeah you need them to come to a resolution really really quickly but like you say there's a lot to go through there of why you should not use that pit and why it's a terrible idea and why they don't turn to it at every situation
0: I love it that John Constantine never warns anyone. It's like, yeah, I want to do this crazy thing. Fine, I'll help. No problem. Mm. It's like, yeah. I'm I'm assuming you understand the risks. It's fine. No disclaimers, no
1: warranties, no guarantees. Here we
2: yeah. go. <laughs> I think it's just because like, for him, like regularly using magic and then dealing with the disastrous consequences afterwards is basically his entire life. Yeah. And so... He he just assumes that anybody coming to him for help would understand that, yeah, even when it's made, made clear that they don't.
0: Yeah, I mean he doesn't care. Why should he care? Doesn't matter. He's hunted unicorns at Woodstock and stuff. and It doesn't. Yeah, nothing phases him anymore. Uh, so we have a bunch of of cameos, some that are bigger than others. The most significant one is definitely Brandon Routh reprising his role as not only the Superman, Returns Superman, not only playing. variant on the Kingdom Come Superman, but he's also the Christopher Reeve Superman, which was a nice little nod, you know, when they they mentioned the events of
2: Superman 3. Well, I was a bit surprised at that, because I vaguely recall Superman Returns intending to skip over Superman 3 and 4.
0: Yeah, but they they never say that in the film. I mean, they never even reference the events of Superman 1 and 2 in the film, other than like Lois's newspaper article and and little bits and pieces like that, so... So, yeah, it's fine. I think it's good to acknowledge Christopher Reeve's body of work. Maybe we'll get a line about nuclear man before the (laughs) crossover's over. It's like, oh, yeah, I fought this weird evil clone of myself after I got rid of all the nukes on my earth. Um, Yeah, that was a mistake. It's ridiculous. Yeah, let's not think about that.
1: Was anyone a bit sad about how his life had turned out?
0: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's the intention. But I think I was most surprised that he hadn't let that defeat him. Because the Kingdom hmm. comes Superman, he does let that loss defeat him, doesn't he? He just gives up and flies off and yeah. abandons his life.
2: Yeah, I mean, all, 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 all that stuff, like the whole Daily Planet being massacred by a gas attack from the Joker, I mean, uh, that, that takes place about uh, like ten years before the comic starts, yeah. and in that time he's basically in this self-imposed exile in the Fortress of Solitude, just uh, living in a holographic uh, recreation of Kent Kansas Farm, and he would have stayed there as well if Wonder Woman hadn't come and basically dragged him back to the world again.
0: Yeah, and I guess the difference here is maybe he still had a son. Maybe that's the difference. That's what kind of got him to keep going. But he's also not lost that Clark Kent awkward charm. He's not lost the virtue that Superman is known for. And I don't think I'm overstating it, but I would actually put Brandon Routh up there with like Chris Evans' Captain America as someone can deliver a speech that in lesser hands would just be cheesy nonsense and do it in such a way that you really believe that he is living
1: every word that he says. I think... The couple of speeches he has, he just nails them completely. Especially when you put him in the same set, same scene as Ray goofing about in the back corner trying to get something to work, which I just thought was great.
0: (laughs) Well, Andrew, your prediction was bang on. It's like everyone's going to notice how handsome this Clark Kent is, but he's <laughs> going to ignore like Ray Palmer, who is as handsome and as ripped and yeah. everything else.
2: Like around the shop car, say so like, 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 wow, Ray, you're looking jacked. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's your cousin, kind of. Yeah, he's yeah. like fairly shocked, face like, okay, let's just not go there.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think genetically you can't back that up that she's his cousin. Because this multiverse thing, it's just if that version of Clark Kent was conceived at a different time to the Earth-38 version of Clark Kent, then they'll, they'll be different people, basically. Because that's how genetics work. Yeah, makes sense. Which is why Nora can never be born, surely. Because she has to be conceived at a specific point in time. Which now, she now won't
2: be. Yeah, I, I think I think that that's just going to be quietly overlooked.
0: Yeah, but I thought Brandon Routh's Superman was... The best thing about the three episodes. I, I just loved every second of them.
2: It's certainly quite a difficult balance to strike when you're delivering dialogue and speeches, which might sound like really uplifting and inspiring when they're written down, but actually hearing them come out come out of someone's mouth, can, and, and like, as I as, as said, it's like completely, utterly cheesy and unbelievable and verging on self parody. But I agree that the way that he does deliver them, they absolutely nails it. And and they do so truly embody what Superman is supposed to stand for.
0: Yeah. And can you believe that there's people over at the film division who are like, we have no idea what to do with Superman. We don't think we can make him relevant to a modern audience. Meanwhile, on television it's like, we have three! We have three different takes on Superman, and they all work. So screw you. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, you had one that was kind of working, and you abandoned it. But okay, I still think that Henry Cavill should just turn up in his Witcher wig and just be a version of Superman in one of the episodes. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, this one has long white hair. Why not? We've seen Stranger Things over the course of this stuff, so why not? I'm fine with that. But yeah, he's great. He does that thing Christopher Reeve did so well. As soon as he kind of takes the glasses off, he becomes Superman. You know, the Clark Kent persona just melts away immediately and he becomes Superman. And it's like, I've tangled with Luther before, and he's like, he's just you know, full of confidence and whatever. So it was easy in this earth, we just locked him up for being a sex pest, and now they won't show a bug's life anymore. I was hoping that, <laughs> that would land better than it did. <laughs> oh god, um, it took a while for it to, to yeah. land, didn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it took a second, sorry, but yeah, yeah I'm with I'm you now. <laughs> yeah, Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: yeah, I've dealt with Luther before, and then. Yeah, this thing where Lex, like, when he's talking to Tom Welling's Clark, he's like, I can't believe that Clark Kent is Superman in this universe. That would be stupid in my universe. And then the next universe he goes to, he walks into Clark Kent's office and finds two supermen in it and still doesn't <laughs> know. And then later on, if that wasn't bad enough, he sees Clark Kent standing on the wave rider and doesn't ask why he's there. It's like, hey, Superman's gone and there's two Clark Kent's in here. Something
2: doesn't add up
1: here. I've, al- yeah. I've also visited multiple Earths where all of them have been Clark Kent. There is no way in this in which this is suspicious.
0: Yeah, well, maybe in the other Earths he was just killing them, uh, killing them in the Superman guys. Who knows? We don't know how many had been around by that point. Gets the impression that it's a lot. He's like, I am bored with this now. Now I just So, so, so many
1: that he's bored of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, definite highlight. I was kind of pissed off when he, you know, went out of existence in place of Lex Luthor. Like, no, no, I want more of him. But um, I guess always leave me wanting more.
2: Oh, I think they might find some way to, to bring him back because in the trailer for, uh, for, for for the. Uh, the final two episodes there's a line about them having to having to like stop, stop the anti- monitor and questioning wh- wh- uh, whether whether the eight of the eight of us will be enough all right okay so which i, which I would, would would assume by like, possibly referring like to like, the seven paragons plus west luther yeah makes
0: sense or it might be the monitor or lila or or yeah,
2: yeah, um, all, all the queen as a specter
0: yeah well that i mean that's possibly it Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out in about a month's time. What did we think of The Return of Tom Welling, where he gets one scene and he doesn't have his powers anymore, because he's like, nah, I'm giving up. I've seen some divisive reactions online. Some people have been like, no, no, you've ruined the character, and others are just like, no, no, that makes sense. I like the ending they gave him, and I'm fine with it. I mean, I always saw that version of Clark Kent as being more reluctant than some others. So even by the end of the series, he'd kind of accepted his destiny to be a hero, but I can quite believe that he, in his tenure as Superman, put a system in place whereby the world was protected by like the Justice League and Superboy exists in that universe. So, you know, there's other options. He's not alone.
1: I don't think he'll have given it up and not had backups and other people that are filling his space. I do think it's kind of one of those ones where it's like, con- considering how reluctant Tom Welling was to do the final shots as actually being superman it didn't really surprise me that (laughs) if he was enticed back in it would be oh and by the way he's given up his powers and he's going to just do a speech cool
0: yeah (laughs) it must be the harrison ford clause in the contract that he signed you know that i'll come back under one condition you you come up with some way that i just will never get asked to do this ever again
2: the way that I looked at it was as being a nod to the, the Alan Moore Superman story called Whatever Happened to the, to the Man of Tomorrow, which deals with the same kind of issue where Superman decides to give up his powers and, and live a normal life because he feels that, that, that the world has now reached a point where it, it doesn't need him anymore. Hmm. And so he's free to just be like a normal powerless human husband, Lois, and live life that way and be complete, completely contented with it.
0: Yeah, he's just returned to the simple life of farming and raising his daughters, and him and Lois are happy, and I'm yeah, I'm happy with that as an ending for that version of, of Clark Kent.
2: I, I certainly agree. I, th- I think it was a good uh, ending for the character, and, and also a, a good coda to, to Smallville itself as well, yeah. because it, in the latter years, the series was as much about Clark and Lois's uh, developing relationship as, as as it was Clark uh, becoming, becoming ever closer to realising his destiny to become Superman, and to, to show them Uh, Like 15 years down the line and have them still together and just as happy being together. I think that's about as good an ending as you can ask for.
0: Maybe he was just bored. I mean, he was just, hes like, why did I do this? I've defeated all my villains already over the past 10 years. They're all gone. I've dealt with Doomsday. Darkseid's not a problem anymore. It's all fixed. I don't need to be Superman because I've done everything.
1: That's true. All the major villains (laughs) are cleared, aren't they? So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like all I'm doing is saving cats out of trees. Other people can save cats
1: out of trees. I'm not needed for this. Can send Aquaman for that. That's yeah.
0: I mean, well, Aquaman maybe not so good in a tree. That's the one thing <laughs> that stumps him. But oh, uh, stumps,
2: stumps. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: oh, I'm just that funny. Uh, I'm two for oh, two. Oh. With my uh, ever precious, Kevin Spacey joke.
2: There was a thing I I saw on on Twitter. Um, was well, suggesting to people who were annoyed with the idea of him giving up his powers. They could just headcanon that the blue watch that he's seen wearing in the scene is actually made of blue kryptonite. Yeah. And he was simply bluffing like that he'd, he'd given up his powers.
0: Or it's not the same Earth that Smallville took place on. Just a similar one. There's ways out of it, if you really want to. But you're never going to see Tom Welling in that role again. That one's for sure. Definitely not. Yeah. I think he's yeah he's done with it. I'm surprised he came back for this. But I'm guessing it was the... Let's close the book on me ever doing this again since I'm coming back. And that'll be it.
1: Yeah, because people have been asking for the when are we going to get see that Earth thing for so long. So yeah. they have seen it. So people will yeah. be content and just yeah. go, Stop okay,
0: asking. We did it. Right. <laughs> okay, we've yeah, done it. Know. We've visited
1: it. We've shown it. You wanted it. You got it. Okay, let's yeah. move on.
0: We yeah, might yeah, like, bring yeah, the yeah, Justin don't... Hartley, Oliver Queen in eventually. We'll, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, you might get I don't know, that, that Dweeby version of the Flash that couldn't be called the Flash for legal reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or any of the other heroes that appeared in Smallville. You know, the the their version of Zatanna, which was a good version, you know. Um, or...
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So far the only version, actually.
2: Only 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 live action version anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We got to see Lucifer, which we've already mentioned, which was good. I don't yeah. think it's the same Lucifer in the TV show though because that Lucifer doesn't talk about other Earths,
2: and he doesn't have cards that let people into
0: purgatory in his pocket.
2: And at this point in time, he's pretty much now monogamous with Chloe, so he probably wouldn't be seen answering the door of party regalia with a beautiful, glamorous woman on either arm.
0: Yeah, but it's fine. I enjoyed it. I yes, liked it, it.
2: It was fun. It was great. It, it, like, it was a great surprise, and especially after yes, he, yeah, he practically stated that he wasn't going to be in it.
0: Yeah. Well, I did have the surprise spoiled for me, actually, because I was having trouble sleeping and I was just kicking about on YouTube and it's like, Lucifer, Crisis on Infinite Earths clip, watch here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, brilliant, thanks. <laughs> and this was just in the homepage of YouTube. I'm like... Oh, for God's uh, sake. Yeah. <laughs> it's was like, I don't know, it must have been two minutes after it was actually on because of the time it was airing. Because, you know, I saw the Crisis on Infinite Earths hashtag and I was like, I'm
2: not, I'm not clicking on that. People are live tweeting this, I'm not. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's that. And I love how much he, he, he was flirting uh, with, with Mia and Diggle. It was yeah. just, just great fun. That's what I've got here. Oh, daddy issues.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Tom Ellis' Lucifer. One more season. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was a great addition. Um, well done for, for getting that in, whoever managed to do that. Kevin Conroy is a live action Bruce Wayne. Like or dislike?
2: Like. Yeah, definitely. It was strange, but also satisfying to see Bruce Wayne and hear him speaking in the voice of the Batman of your childhood. Yeah, it was great. Did you like him, Chris?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes without saying I I thought it was really good. Different. I liked it. He was quoting
0: Ben Affleck at one point. I noticed that, yeah. The fact that Kate recognises him suggests that her version of Bruce looks like that, so it's possible he could come back as her version of Bruce, because she still has that to
2: resolve with him at some point. I suspect that was why they included her and her saying that, was, was to, to, to give that possibility. Even though they killed this Bruce Wayne, they can still bring back Kevin Conroy to have him play a, another version of the character.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know, because the, the impression I got was that he was a lot older than her Bruce. Though maybe I'm picking that up wrong.
2: I think he certainly will be an older person, but at the same time, I think he would still, still look enough like her Bruce, that they should be able to see the resemblance uh, despite the age difference.
0: Well, Kevin Conroy can just borrow Stephen Amell's wig and he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll
2: look 20 years
0: younger. It'll be easy.
2: That works. Yeah.
0: I think we'll see that later in Batwoman, maybe in season two or maybe later this season. Who knows? But um, Kevin Conroy has said he'd be up for returning, so that's an easy way to do it. I don't think we'll ever see him in like a costume. But I suppose they can just replace him with CGI whenever he goes into it. Or, you know, you can wear a suit and just stand about, because that happens quite a lot. Yeah. I liked him. I liked the old and bitter and twisted. And the reveal of the trophy case was really well done as well. You know, the Joker card, the Riddler cane, a bit Mm. of ice, a plant, Clark's glasses, which are a constant in the multiverse. He's always wearing those
2: specific glasses.
1: And you know, it was very sinister how it sort of just crept round it all. You're like, oh. Yeah. There's a trophy but, cabinet. It's like, yeah,
2: yeah, it's like, like, oh, okay, yes, I recognise all these things referred to. That's creepy as hell. It's
0: like, Kate, okay, you totally killed him. It's like, no, no, the electricity killed him. I just knocked him <laughs> <them> into it. <laughs> Loophole! Plus, it's another Earth that doesn't count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can kill anybody on another Earth. It doesn't it doesn't actually matter. It's fine.
2: It's one of the great things about about universe universes. Any deaths that happen in it then don't matter in the long run.
0: Yep. Fine. The most significant return was the the nineties Flash, where he actually got a, a, I guess some form of closure on him, and I really liked that sacrificial moment. I think that was done really well. Um, although I did have to laugh when the two Barrys were having a conversation in Flash time when Barry. Well, younger Barry took several minutes to check the perimeter earlier on. Yeah, I,
1: I, didn't,
2: I, did, I, did, I didn't notice that.
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd written in my notes just "Flash Time" in capital letters. Yeah. The return of Flash Time. <laughs> yeah. It's back again, baby. Like <laughs> <It's laughs> right We on.
0: only use it for a quick chat. We don't we, use it for any other purpose.
1: We use it when we've set an arbitrary clock and we still need to have a long weighty <laughs> discussion around it. We've told everyone he needs to get back on that treadmill in two minutes or the world's gonna implode. So we're gonna use flash time for a bit here so we could have a longer chat.
0: Yeah, but like the sometimes you need to just take a step back and, and see the, the bigger picture and Barry's like, That's it. Backwards <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's Run backwards on the treadmill, and
1: it'll be fine. And it'll soak it back in again. It'll <laughs> <Yes>.
0: just go... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, because that's totally how the generation of, sort of universe-engulfing waves of cosmic antimatter works. Yeah, why not? Like it's, t- it's totally reversible. Well, it's
0: the um, reverse to reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. <laughs> <laughs> <isn't> And then Barry's like, "Right, this is my moment. I'm dying. I'll see you all later." And he's like, "Actually, I'm also a Barry Allen. I could die instead.
2: <laughs> I'm also a Flash. Yeah, I'm technicality. Also flash. I'm also yeah. a
1: Barry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, though, 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 technically, the picture was never updated on the newspaper. So, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. why do we have to spend like so many episodes?
1: Yeah, you know, the, the headline doing is some is pre-grieving. Out? Uh, the headline is now, A Flash dies in a crisis.
0: <laughs> I think there's still that moment of reckoning coming for Barry, and he thinks he's dodged it and he hasn't.
1: I think you've still got that potential one for Barry. I think you're going to get a second death of Oliver Queen as well.
0: Yeah, but losing count of uh, how many times that guy can die. It's like, come on, just die already. You keep doing it and then keep coming back, and yeah. But yeah, I do. I do think that Barry is going to have to make that sacrifice play at some point, and... I think the fact that he has assumed that he's dodged it is probably. I guess he's no longer worrying about when the moment is, and he'll suddenly realise at
2: some point that he has to do something. I think it, it would be pretty cool if something like something like that did happen. Because to be honest, we I, mean, I never believed for a moment that he, he was going to die during the crisis. We like, still got was, half a season left. <laughs> you know, even then, the way like it was, so, it was so constantly played up to, to me. It just seemed to make it increasingly clear that they they, they weren't going to follow through with it and so for him to then have to make a sacrifice when he already thinks that that choice has been taken away from him would be a pretty good moment and would also likely be done in in such a way that he can then be brought back again because that's um, how it always has to work
0: Yeah, uh, it is a bit of a cheat I think to uh, build us up to that and then and then just kind of hand wave it away with, oh yeah, there's another Barry Allen in the room, it's fine.
1: If they've genuinely done that, then I think there'll be a lot of fans going, hang on, what, 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 what? hang on, no. End. Yeah, I think
0: there is still something to come. I mean, from the preview <laughs> of next the next episode, it looks like that's a fight in a quarry. Surely they won't be doing that
1: for two episodes. Yeah, I mean yeah. the thing is that we've seen this with Barry in the past, where it's like, "Yep, this is me. I've got to go. I'm off into the Speed Force. Everyone, bye. I'm not going to get out. Bye, bye. Oh, guess who we got back? Who is it? Is Barry? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I still think he'll vanish, but it's going to be a oh yeah, and we solved the way of getting him back out. Or
0: I'm sure there was like away. a series of comics that revealed that you know when Barry ran himself into nothingness during crisis the original crisis while he was doing that he decided to visit some points in his like personal timeline you know to see how things were turning out or whatever so you would have him like appear occasionally Um, so you could pretty much have him do that in every episode of the rest (laughs) of the season and then have him just be like oh yeah I've got to go back now uh, at the end you know, it'd be like what they did with Clara and Doctor Who. She's like, yeah, I'm always, like, one second away from death. I'll go back eventually. Or, like, the X-Men in the, in the comics, when the younger versions came in the future, it's like, we'll have to send them back eventually. And then, you know, we won't. That's fine. It could happen like that. That would be an interesting one. Especially if it was the final Flash season. I think that might be a good way to do it. You know, just have them, like, oh, no, I'm, I'm still on my way to, like, killing myself, but I I will I'll have to leave eventually. You know, I've got a limited amount of time to stick around before I have to go back and and fulfil that destiny or whatever. I don't know. But I don't think it is the final season. I don't think they're planning it to be.
2: Yeah, well, I've certainly not heard anything to that regard.
0: Yeah. Uh, it could all change, I suppose. Uh, but I liked old Barry Allen's death, even though he looks kind of funny when he's running. Just this old guy in a battered Flash costume, just running. It was quite amusing. They did a flashback to his his own show which was quite nice and from the, his point of view he's a complete failure as well you know he's lost everything he's lost his entire world the monitor told him he's a failure he had to atone for something didn't he and that was his way of doing it and I think that was perfect for him
2: maybe not so much for our body but, but for him certainly even, even if he didn't have to sacrifice himself and then the crisis fight was was actually averted and reversed then what does he have left I uh, guess his entire life and everyone he knew and loved is gone, and so that so, so there'd be, be absolutely nothing left for him.
0: Maybe he can go hang around with the with Jay Garrick and really confuse people. <laughs> yeah, where's he in all this uh, as well? You could just have him hanging around with his walking stick, just like drawing circles on chalkboards and saying, "This Earth is in danger now." <laughs> just uh, listen to me, not the monitor. Yeah, um, why not? And you had Black Lightning just show up randomly. I don't like Pariah. I think he's a pointless addition because all he does is turn up, say something vague, do something, and then leave. I, I know what get- I have to do now.
1: Like, do you? Why? Well, I, d- well, I don't understand because it's like he's he's been made that to punish him so he's got to watch the Anti-Monitor. So he's created by the Anti-Monitor, right? No. Or yes?
0: Yes. Yes. It was his punishment for freeing him or so his, reward his, his, for freeing his, him.
1: I don't know. His, his, his punishment for, for setting him free is that he has to watch uh, but also I've given you a ton of power and the ability to disrupt my plans.
0: Yeah, or that... bring them to fruition, I guess. Uh, well, one thing yeah. I didn't get is the treadmill um, as long as old Barry was running on it, they were only destroying one Earth at a time but the failsafe was to destroy them all at once. <laughs> Why didn't they just do that in the first place? Why did yeah, you just that, set this emotion? Really annoyed me. Is that is this not your plan? It's like I want to destroy all the Earth, but slowly, <laughs> and I want to give people a fighting chance to stop me. Because you know I'm just a bit sportsman like in that regard. It's fine. I, I really enjoy the challenge. So let's do it one by one and give them all a chance. And oh yeah, we'll have paragons across multiple universes. It's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. also once, once I uh, take enough power from the monitor I can just blip everything out anyway so cool
0: yeah when they're doing their like Harry Potter one thing where they can't actually hurt each other except when they can <laughs> I would have thought we'd have seen more of the anti-monitor by now because him acting through Lila didn't really do it for me and um, that kind of tease of him at the end of the second episode was, was pretty cool
2: I think it's because uh, with these first three episodes, the purpose of of, of the action is to try to avert crisis. But since the crisis itself is more of a force than anything, then it doesn't really need the, the presence of the Anti Monitor to it continue. So now that the sort of multiverse destruction has uh, basically been tamed, then. I think in the final two episodes that uh, he'll, he'll be more of a physical presence and will actually be there as the hero attempts, uh, presumably some, some kind of time travel thing to stop his plan before it starts.
0: Well, based on the trailer, they, for whatever reason, go back to the dawn of time to, I guess, stop him before he could even begin, maybe. My feeling is that the anti-monitor is going to be dealt with by the end of the next episode. And then the final episode will be something else. I don't know what. Some kind of extended epilogue. Some kind of other problem. Some kind of multiverse restoration plan. That,
1: that It might be the restoration. I think you're probably close on there.
0: Yeah. I do get the feeling that the anti-monitor is not that big a deal in terms of this crossover, because they've not really spent any time on him. We've not had the, the Thanos-type episode where you get to see him cutting about and doing stuff. And, you know, gathering his resources and... And explaining his motivations and things, although maybe that will be the next episode as well. And you know, this fight in the quarry that we're going to see will just be the last
2: two minutes. It was a piece of concept art that, that I saw right? of, of the of the of the anti-monitor. The impression was he was physically gargantuan because they had had him drawn beside the person for a scale, like yeah. who was basically like the the height of his foot.
0: All right. Okay. So we're going to have some awkward perspective in the next one.
2: I cannot. Can we assume so? Yeah. I,
1: I I'm kind of with you, Craig. Where I think there'll be an epilogue. Thing of trying to get everything back in order. It's probably going to be used as an excuse to rewrite certain plot points, characters and development that, that writers are wanting kind of sponge. I think is, I have no issue with
0: bringing the multiverse back. That's not really what I have a problem with. I think there has to be some kind of tangible consequences for everybody involved. Otherwise, the whole thing's just been a massive waste of time. If it's suddenly, well done, you've saved the multiverse, I'm going to send you all back to your own universe... Without the memory of this event at all, I don't think yeah. they would do that. I really don't think the writers are that stupid, but wouldn't
1: that be something? I mean, the the thing is, it's it's very similar to that that other well known universe where yeah. it's okay. Well, everyone's back now, so it's fine. And you're like, well, whoa, 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 hang on. Every everyone remembers disappearing, and re- you know, there's a massive like, what the hell just happened there? It might be the case where our seven paragons are the only ones that remember what happens i don't know that that is a possibility maybe yeah well, i, I well, do well, kind well, of feel the same as you that there should be some form of consequence other than one character being sort of soft written out because we might even be looking at the point of well it'll just drop in from time to time then you'll kind of feel a bit cheated out of it but yeah. at the same time i feel that the way that they've left it just now you know well that isn't the way it's going to be and unless they do some serious work, and they've been working very hard on the other episodes of these programs, then they can't smash them all into one air.
0: No, no, that,
1: that would yeah. Because I mean, a lot of stories just haven't happened. It's either that, or they've written them purposefully that they're going to drop. <laughs> you know, yeah. Which is you know, I mean, if suddenly
0: Leviathan's on Earth One for some reason, although yeah, they probably exactly. are anyway, so they just haven't been discovered. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah, well, this this was here all the time, or, or, or it's rewritten to the point where we know, or we know that certain characters know that this isn't the way it's meant to be, but that's how it is. You can do that maybe in comics a bit easier than you can with television, because there's a lot invested even inside characters in TV that you maybe don't have in comics. Well, we um, also know
0: we're getting a spin-off show from Arrow, and we're getting a Superman and Lois show as well, so I guess there'll be some work done on a decision they make to live on Earth again. Because otherwise it's just a sitcom that's set on Argo, you know, with Clark Kent and Lois Lane as parents. Which, I to be they'll... fair, I would watch, but would I just be wishing he was Superman every week? Probably.
1: I think it will be a bit of a trade-off. It'll be like, oh yeah, we've managed to write most stuff back, but oh, we didn't write back Argo. Oh, sorry, there's a consequence. From the TV audience point of view, minor consequence, because it's like having this convenient... Uh, sorry, city Clark. You're still advisors. the last son of Krypton. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. you are back to being the last ones. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, there you go. It's uh, back in natural order. Oh, and by the way, we've brought back Lex. There you go. That's that's that nice and sorted. Oh, Flash. Yep. We've given Cisco back his powers. There you go. That's that sorted. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah.
0: I want to I see don't... like a five-minute scene of Cisco just keep it, like taking the cure and then the monitor popping in and giving his powers back
1: <laughs> over and
0: over again until until one of them gives up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, leave me alone.
2: <laughs> that that like, I, don't, I don't want his powers.
0: Tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep coming
1: back. I'm ageless, Cisco. We can keep, I can do this for your entire life. I'm all for once this is over. The monitor kicking back and joining the Legends. <laughs> uh, I think that's where he deserves to end up, considering his plans so far. It's
0: like, we have popcorn. It's like, well, I do like popcorn, as evidenced by my only appearance in Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah why not could could happen i do think there has to be some kind of calibration after the fact you know maybe the each of the shows will handle that in their own way but you know can jefferson pierce just go back to stopping drug dealers after this you know, so i've witnessed the universe being destroyed with me in it and now there's like i don't know people are feeding drugs to kids in schools i guess you have this problem in the comics all the time after these events it's like how can Spider-Man go back to stopping jewellery thieves after after whatever event, you know, Secret War, we'll say? How can any of these characters do it? I suppose, like, the Flash is used to dealing with a range of problems most it's, of the time, you know?
2: But...
1: It, for, for me, it's always the, why don't they call on, why don't they ask on someone else to help out? And I know that they, they tackle it sometimes. So they go, oh, I've just got off the phone with so-and-so, and he says, you should check there. That kind of thing. But, yeah, it's always the, why don't they just call on XYZ for help? You, know, oh, you drive yourself mad for... thinking
0: about that. you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it
1: breaks. This is the thing. is Once you start doing joined-up universes, it all falls apart. I mean, I did kind of find it funny that it was only in this episode that the Flash team worked out that Earth 2 was gone and they would lost Harry and Jesse. Yeah, just was, Oh yeah, it, we it, forgot it to was, tell it you. It final. That, yeah. yeah, it was like oh yeah, and by the way they're gone. And then you get that moment of realization where they go, "What? Harry and Jesse are gone." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, yeah, they're have got. It's like, "Meanwhile and, for us, that's been episodes ago, you know."
0: Yeah, and and Oliver and Barry have their only conversation about crisis in the first episode that they've ever had d- despite the fact they probably should have compared notes a few months ago. It's little things like that. I mean, when I guess it's difficult because you want to have a season that's about whatever you want it to be about and you don't want to be beholden to this thing that's coming up. But at the same time, you kind of have to be beholden. That's why The the Flash was a bit muddled because it was all about, Barry's going to die soon, but also we've got this crazy guy that's trying to cure people or something. And um, I guess that's a problem. And, oh, yeah, we're going to have like a zombie apocalypse in the penultimate episode and then we'll... Well, we need to get rid of that because crisis starts in a few hours. You know, what would have happened if they'd like taken a bit longer to deal with the zombie apocalypse? Who knows? We'll we'll never find out because they dealt with it. I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's all fixed. Zombies yeah. fixed. Yeah. He's been he's been given to Argus, so there's there's no way he'll get out again.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And um <laughs> no no he's in them he's in Star Labs. I know. Yeah, I thought the, I thought
1: at the end of the episode they said anyway I, we're talking about another show, but Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the episode they said he had been handed over.
0: Um, it was that Mac cell, so I think that's still in Star Labs.
1: Alright, okay, I thought they had handed him over. Fair enough. Yeah. Who knows? We'll I, find stand, out. I stand he, corrected. He'll be <laughs> back,
0: yeah, but uh, I think Supergirl was not so heavily dealing with Crisis because yeah, it only got brought up in the, the last episode. Mm. And the monitor was like, Ha! I wanted you to reconcile with your brother all along. It's like, Well done, John. Now you're worthy of joining this crossover. Congratulations. It only took you seven weeks to figure it out. No problem. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's all up in the air. I think it was a good enough cliffhanger and it was interesting enough. And, you know, they're, they're at their lowest point, which is where you need to be at the end of a middle chapter. This is where the, the heroes should be at their lowest point. And I really liked um, Grant Gustin's delivery of the line, We're all that's left, once he realised that they were literally the only living beings in the universe at that point. I mean, imagine the the existential craziness of that.
2: Well, I think it's a, a kind of thing that would be difficult to to get to get your head around to begin with. Yeah, yeah, just, just because just like the scale of something like that is so huge. Yeah, and it's, it's not something that your brain would be immediately be able to accept.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I think it's been a successful crossover i think they've lived up to the the hype that they generated by themselves i think that was the important thing that they didn't leave us feeling let down i mean we haven't seen the end of it yet we could watch the last two episodes in january and be like what in the name of the monitor was that why did they make those choices why has everybody lost their memories of of crisis why is it if they leave it as this thing that you may as well not have watched then that's going to be you know rubbish I think they must have learned their lesson after Flashpoint
2: by now. Yeah, they've yeah, to do yeah, well, bigger. They're, they're, there's only so many times that you could keep on making, making the same mistakes.
0: Yeah. Yep. And this is proof that they could have done Flashpoint properly as
2: well. Oh, that's that is so true, annoying. yes. Yeah.
0: Flashpoint could have been that year's event instead of the stupid alien stuff they did. Which I quite
2: liked. Was that that year? Yeah, it was. I think it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, Invasion. Uh,
2: yeah. 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 Yeah, it was, I think.
0: Yeah, um, they could have made Flashpoint that event, but they can't do it again until until season 12 of The Flash when it's Flashpoint 2.0 where he decides to change the past again.
2: I still, I still think that they're missing out on not having a running joke. Uh, every, uh, um, every time some, 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 like, some like, weird cosmic time travel thing, thing happens, they they don't immediately blame Barry for it.
0: Yeah, well... I actually thought the first time when Lila was hearing voices when the book opened, I could have sworn I heard like a baby girl crying at one point. I mean, maybe okay. I was just imagining it, but I was wondering if like part of her mov- motivation was to get her daughter back. You know, the daughter no, that she doesn't know anything that. about, but maybe she does know that she's been hanging around with the monitor because it just kind of got so casually erased, you know, and, and kind of forgotten about. And Diggle accepted it because it's like, ah, oh, well, n- never knew her anyway. I've got a son. I'll just deal with it. So, I
2: don't know. Maybe that'll come into mm. it. Uh, they'll make need to rewatch that.
0: Yeah, it's it's right at the beginning of like the second episode when you No know, Monitor's like, oh, yeah, I went through time and got this book because I thought it might have been useful. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing stuff. I, I know what I'm doing, honest. I wonder if it's just every now and again he's like, they're beginning to suspect that I'm a fraud I'd better send them on another wild goose chase. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you guys, I need you to go to Earth-17 and pick up my dry cleaning. My, my other metal suit has been cleaned and I need you to get it back. And I need to go pay my hairdresser on Earth-94.
1: And you, I need you to count... All the jelly beans in this jar. Uh, <laughs> y- yes, I need to know the exact number of jelly beans.
0: With without using your super speed, battery, and he's like, why, <laughs> "Why? Why can't I just use my super speed?" And he's like, to to "Everyone has their role listen. to play," and that's <laughs> yeah. all he ever says. Just <laughs> all part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, it, don't it, worry, it, it, you'll it know. And do your face to ask questions. Yeah, it will make sense eventually. I promise. And hopefully, by then, we'll have won. And you're forgotten about that little thing that we we referenced, uh, that you know that little thing I made you do that that means nothing.
2: Yeah, yes, I, and I certainly can kind of show you um that that's it won't end up end up uh, making sense in such a way that could very easily have been done so much simpler.
0: Yeah, I'm sure when all this is over, it's like well, if they have just done this, you know, I mean, hindsight's great, and um, they are dealing with. Yeah, I mean, we are dealing with these characters who don't always make the smartest of decisions. You know, that much is evident at the beginning of the second episode when Barry's like, so Oliver's dead, right? But I've heard about this thing called the Lazarus Pit. Nothing can go wrong there. Uh, I always find it funny when, you know, the monitor's kicking about and he's not reacting to the fact that people are just ignoring him and going off and doing their own thing. But I've always kind of wondered about that because in early Legends stuff, you had the, the crew just... You know they were going off on their own adventures. They were stealing like the drop ship and things like that, or the jump ship, whatever it's called. And um, and Ray um, and Rip Hunter was doing nothing about it. You know he wouldn't even scold them. It would just yeah, whatever. They they can't be controlled. Well, I did like um, Leonard Snart as the uh, the computer.
2: Yeah, 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 but yeah. But that was a great choice to have him there.
0: He was like a dinner announcer. You know, it's like Mister Diggle has arrived. <laughs> And um Mick is a artist in every universe, I guess.
2: Uh, I thought it was great because uh if I like, in, in any as a universe where Mick uh a, by himself, then have, and have, having snort around my like, like would be the only one who would actually keep him keep him sane. Yeah.
0: So he just changes Gideon's voice, I guess? And it's fine. I'm sure Gideon has different voice modes or he does
1: have that extra layer of, of sarcasm though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean of course, yeah. There's, there's one thing I meant to say when we were talking about Tom Welling that I've just remembered. They really missed a trick there because obviously they got rid of the, whatever I don't know, they didn't give them a team name. But that, that team of three people that were trying to recruit him or trying to ask him if he was, he was Superman or whatever. Because um, in the previous episode you had this situation where our Clark was punishing himself for giving up the life of a superhero. He thought that this, can, this happened to him because he tried to live a normal life. And then suddenly he sees this version of himself who doesn't look anything like him who has managed to do that successfully, and I'm surprised that there was no mention of that. You know the the fact it's like, see, you can do it. I mean, yep. he didn't talk to him at all, really. But he he'd, he'd seen enough to know this guy doesn't have any powers. He's like, he's, just, he's just chopping wood.
2: They certainly missed out by not at least referencing that. It's it's just another uh, another of those niggles where it's. That the, the writers like haven't com- completely thought everything through,
0: or maybe it'll be something he brings up at the end. You know, where he'll be standing in one of the Wave Rider's many contemplation rooms, and Lois will wander in and be like, "Hey, what are you thinking about?" And he's like, "I'm thinking about uh, that version of Clark that we saw, who was chopping wood with no powers." And it's like, "Nah, no, he showed me that I can be have a normal life. So let's move back to Earth." It's like, but I'm keeping my powers. I'm not giving those up. I mean that won't be a very entertaining TV show. Otherwise.
2: Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah.
1: Just a thought. Hey, Clark, have you taken the trash out? No. Roll credits. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> like, hey, Clark,
1: it's your turn to cook dinner tonight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like he's
0: back? a Kryptonian with no powers. <laughs> She's a former reporter, also with no powers. Their baby does have powers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There's the sitcom. Chaos ensues.
0: Yeah, it's like if you thought that if you thought that um, it'd be fine and it would take this baby like 20 years to learn how to fly, you thought wrong. <laughs> it's like those um, those Spider-Man comics where they you know they do have a child and like these pretty much Elseworld Spider-Man comics, and it's like we need to get the baby off the ceiling somehow. Stuff like that. I don't know. I'd w- I'd maybe watch that actually. Just. Uh, the, a depowered Clark Kent and Lois Lane chasing after their superpowered baby. I mean, it would just be the Incredibles, I suppose, or the Incredibles too. That would, that, in fact, we we have already had that. Let's not have that again. Uh, if Mark Guggenheim is listening, don't listen to me. Hmm. Um, give me Superman or or nothing at all. I d- I want a Brandon Routh show. Maybe that's why he's leaving, so he can be an, in his own TV show. Wouldn't that be something?
2: It would be, but from what I've gathered about how he's talked about it on on Twitter, is basically just Ray and Nora were just being written out of the show because the writers decided that that's what they were going to do. Yeah. And he didn't have any say the matter.
0: I think it would be a great middle finger to the, the people making the movies, though it's like, <laughs> we have two different Superman shows on at the same time and you guys still don't know what to do with them.
2: Up yours. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was like, this is how you do it.
0: Yeah. you taking notes. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be great. And it's like, oh, yeah, we've got Henry Cavill turning up in a recurring role as well. So, yeah. Get it up, I suppose. It's what they'll, what they'll say. Because that's how people talk in these things, these meetings, isn't it? Okay, so time to wrap this up, I guess. Chris, what are your concluding thoughts? What do you expect in January? What do you hope you'll see? What do you hope you won't see? Mm. Um.
1: I hope to see Lex Luthor being wiped off the face of the earth again. <laughs> uh, <that> I <laughs> I hope that uh, we still are not cheated out. I think we've already discussed it. Really, we're not. We're not cheated out the endings that we think we're getting here, and they come up with some twisted way of doing it. Um. Yeah i hope not to be disappointed what can i say that that's about as well as i can put
2: it <laughs> yeah um what do you think andrew yes i'm pretty much the same um i hope that they will be able to continue like the the quality of the episodes that they've had so far and i i hope, I hope that now that there's a far smaller ensemble of characters to deal with then the episode events will be far more streamlined, and I hope that we get to see the wonder of a Giant Cosmic Bebo. Giant
0: Cosmic Bebo is what we want. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Their powers combined, they form Giant Cosmic Bebo to fight Giant Cosmic anti-monitor. I'd, yeah, that's, that's fine, I'd watch that. Of course I'd watch it, i will watch it, whatever they do. Yeah, I'd really like to be satisfied with whatever they do to resolve all this. I want there to be consequences, because otherwise there's no point. There's no point in doing anything unless there's consequences to it in some way or another. I want to see a few more bits of fan service. Well, I think they've pretty much covered all the previous media that we can think of. There's nothing left, is there? I um, uh, don't think there's anything else. Done. Well, Dean Kane, he hasn't shown up. But, I don't know. Did they like working with him on Supergirl? I guess they didn't, because n- they've never
2: brought him back. Um, there is, like, the DCEU films, though I think they'll they'd be a bit expen- expensive for cam- cameos.
0: Yeah, maybe. I suppose it depends which one. Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. There's other stuff that's, like, random DC properties that aren't really DC properties. Like, Lucifer was in that bracket, wasn't it? You know, it's not really a DC thing.
2: Well, it's technically, because Lucifer was, was like a, is a vertical comic. Yeah, Vertigo is, is part of DC.
0: Yeah, but he's not really been folded in with the rest of them at any point.
2: Well, well, not directly, but if you it, really, really technical, it looks for kind of like originated um, in in Sandman, and in, in in its like very early issues, uh, the, the, there were there were some direct DC references in Sandman, though uh, as it went forward, it, it quickly became its own plane totally separate.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we've got the Watchmen TV show airing that could bring that in. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I hope they don't. Well, I've, not, I've only watched one episode and I didn't like it, but I hope they don't. No, I can't think of anything else. There probably is other kind of offshoot DC stuff that they could technically just chuck in for the
1: hell of it,
2: but they... Like that failed pilot where Justin Hartley played Aquaman? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Bring him back. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think, I think they kind of got their fill in the first episode, didn't they? They sort of went round and they ticked off all the boxes.
0: Yeah, and then went into more detail in the second episode. Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, the Batman and Robin universe—maybe that's a different one from the, you know, <laughs> from the mm-hmm. the Tim Burton one. Just uh, let's get Arnie in for a cameo as Mister Freeze. That'd be fun.
2: I don't know. Or that absolutely god-awful pilot episodes where Adrian Pasdar played Wonder Woman. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah the oh, the God. David E. Kelly one.
2: That was so bad oh my god oh that's the one they've got to do because i think she yeah. could have been a good wonder woman but yeah yeah, yeah she could have a this enough. character yeah she yeah she's like something got, certainly got the, the bills for it but yeah. it's just it was just so abysmally written and she was kind of very limited in what she could do so this is what i want i want dean kane i want
0: adrian Peliki's wonder woman oh supernatural why not just start crossing over with other cw shows like Riverdale whatever i mean i think i suggested yeah. this in a prior podcast where you know we'll just have um crossovers where the flash just runs into other tv shows
2: actually in like one of the early seasons of supernatural um in i think i think like season 4 i think or like when when castiel was first introduced um the reason that he was created as a character was because they they couldn't get the rights to to actually use john constantine constantine um,
0: As John would correct you with. Yeah, I think I heard that. And I think Jared Padalecki and Stephen Amell are always talking on Twitter about, yeah, we could totally do this. And There was also a planned episode of Supernatural that never happened that was going to be like the Superman curse. It was actually a curse that was on any actor that plays Superman. I think they were going to try and protect Tom Welling from being killed by a demon or something (laughs)
2: like that.
0: (laughs) That'd have been cool. That'd have been brilliant. Yeah, it's like, you look like that guy that was on my show. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll get Supernatural in. Because, yeah, John Constantine's got to know those guys. He's hopping around Earths. Uh, DC could do a limited print of a Supernatural comic. Let's do that. Yeah, that's it. Supernatural crossover or we riot. That's what it is. Yeah. So on that note, I think we should just sit here outside of the universe and, and wait for someone to do something. Because... I don't know what I'm doing. I can't be bothered. I'm I'm not jumping through any hoops by the monitor. Uh, I've got plenty of crisps. So I'll be okay for a little while.
1: And I'm busy counting these jelly beans.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, why are you doing it? Because everyone has their part to play. <laughs> it's like we're the you know in that Simpsons episode where Homer has to guard the bee to keep out of the way of the inspectors. <laughs> it's like that's like that's us. That we are the DC universe equivalent of that. So, Chris, thanks for being here after beating up some guy for some reason <laughs> okay I've forgotten why you were doing it I don't know Andrew thanks for being here even though you were just really surprised by whatever it was you were looking at
2: yeah well I, I never know what's going on
0: yeah me neither it's a, it's a good look and we will be back to discuss Crisis again in January see how it all wraps up and it's double episode finale on January 14th I think it airs We'll, right. be, we'll be here same bat time same bat channel so that was our discussion of the 2019 portion of Crisis on Infinite Earths thanks to YouTuber Kosh Kamaroshka for her cover of Remy Zero's Save Me and YouTuber 331 e for his cover of the John Williams Superman theme if you enjoyed this then don't forget to subscribe we're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or any major podcasting app you can think of iTunes users would love a star rating and comment we hope you'll join us on the next Nail Before Pod